G'day everybody and welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 Power Star Rating. I'm your host Drew Agnew and the doors to episode 216 are open. This week on the show we're going to be talking about the announcement of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. That was, uh, it's going to introduce Generation 9 and I'm pretty excited about it. Gonna throw some balls at some new monsters. Gonna be a lot of fun, and to talk all about that is my good mate. It's Bryce DeWitt. Bryce, how you going, my mate? Hi, hey, mate. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It's good to uh, good to talk to you again. Yeah, good to see you, my friend. Good to see you as always. Yeah, you came over the other day and met my boy for the first time. I did. I did meet your boy. My boy. Your boy. So that's the best thing about having a son, at least you can go, my boy. <laughs> mm, that's right. Yeah. You, you can be Kratos from, from God of War. You can be uh, King Hyrulean from YouTube Poop. You can be whatever you want. Just whatever, yeah. whatever dad, just embrace it. What type of dad yeah. uh, What type of dad do you? Uh, are you with uh, Arthur, you reckon? The dad that says, don't climb up on the counter. That's dangerous as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. You know. <laughs> don't you get off that counter, boy. Get off that counter, man. Mm-hmm. You're going to injure yourself. Yeah. You are. You silly boy. Silly boy. Mm. So what you been up to the last week, Bryce? Not much. Just moving on with life. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, just uh, traveling on, traveling on as it would be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gearing up to go back to work tomorrow. So I'm not really looking forward to that. I've had like a couple of months off helping Chantel while she's pregnant. And obviously once uh, Lucas arrived, so... No, it's going to be a bit of a shock going back to work. Jeez, have to do some physical work again. I don't know, don't know how to feel about it, Bryce, but it's going to be what it is. It's all right. I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm sure you'll get back into it. You'll just be like, God, I wish it was just sitting at home and looking after my son, even though I'm getting zero sleep. Mm. Yeah, well, it feels like a bloody full-time job just sitting at home, um, patting the baby on the back, trying to get him to burp. Just like, come on, yeah. get it out. Mode, get <laughs> Get that burp out. Do it right now. Mm. You're a little trooper. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he gets out eventually, but sometimes he goes a bit too far and a bit too much comes out, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember it was like sitting on your couch and you were talking about how he projectile vomits or whatever and you're like trying to burp and face it him towards me. And I had the burp cloth and I'm just like, all right, protective shield. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America just whips out his shield. Just, oh, God, it stinks too, man. Like, you know, I can put up with, with uh, pooey nappies and all that, but, you know, the vomit, that that's the that's the one. That's the one you don't want on you. Yeah, see, yeah, I, I 100% agree. I can deal with poop, mm. but the throw up, throw up, I'm not, yeah, I'm not great with. Yeah, so, look, I'm, I'm going to be asking you questions. Uh, I had Sean Capri on um, our other podcast to sort of, you know, ask him some questions about fatherhood. So every now and again, I might, I might be just dipping into the old Bryce DeWitt jar and getting some advice. So it's approaching, it's almost a month uh, old. So, you know, what can I expect in the next month? In the next month? Just more vomit, more poo, yeah. Not yeah, more. I mean, yeah, pretty <laughs> much the same. If 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 his, if his, like, if his poo has st- hasn't st- stopped getting darker already, then uh, it'll it'll stop getting darker. Uh-huh, uh, you know uh-huh. how like when when that starts, it's like black almost. Mm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is great. Uh, should should be right. Should be right. Um, and then further on from that, I suppose it's 
it's sort of just a little more leaning into like the three month stage and beyond where he might get start to get a little itch in his gums regarding teeth uh, teeth related matters and you'll have to start to you know deal with teething and yep. stuff like that uh, become a bit more aware of his surroundings um, and uh, yeah probably probably not too much in the next month but in the next like two to three months is when like bigger developments start happening I think yep and then uh, yeah, from there, it's just like, I'd, I'd like to say it's like six-month gaps between all major things for a while. Yep, and before I know it, he'll be at high school, so cool. Yeah, well, that's it, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Lucas. Lucas. Yeah, I, I quite liked that uh, little video I recorded on my phone was like mashing the A button on Lucas on the Super Smash Brothers character select screen, but I just pan over to him just looking uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> trying to push something out one of his ends anyway <laughs> alright enough enough poo talk Bryce let's talk about our Nite- no, was it Nintendo <laughs> fuck I always say Nintendo it's a uh, our guru geek outs <laughs> yeah, I just want to yeah, say yeah. Nintendo guru and speaking of Nintendo guru I guess his name that's is a, Bobby his name is Bobby yes mm. yeah, it's, it's been the year anniversary of his um, passing and a lot of the community yeah. has done a real fantastic job of Gaming for Guru, which is a fundraiser they've been doing for a, a charity. And I just want to say, you know, fantastic work. All the streamers, all the content creators have done. I couldn't join in because I really don't trust my internet for streaming at the moment. But to everyone that's joined in, just fantastic job. It's been a lot of fun to watch over the weekend. Yeah. And, and also... I guess someone else we want to talk about, which is really shocking. Chantel came into the lounge room the other day and just like, hey, this happened. Oh, my God. But Shane Warne, obviously a legendary cricketer, passed away at real early age. Was it 30, 30, no, sorry, uh, 53, was it? 52. 52. Yeah, just, that's really sad. Just real, really young. Like, Mm. so, yeah. And like, you, you, you mentioned that he, he, Wrote on Twitter, like saying the passing of of the other cricketer. Yeah, and yeah. So it was, it was like, like in the yeah. same day we had two two cricketers die. Let me just sort of bring that up. It was Rod Marsh. Uh, hold on, almost uh, googling. <laughs> uh, Twit, tw- you know, googling. Yeah, Rod Marsh. I was, I was, I was right. Um, yeah, uh, Rod Rod Marsh passed away. And uh, Shane Warne put out a tweet about him, I guess, maybe about an hour or two after his passing or something like that, saying that, you know, he's a, he's a brilliant man, inspiration to, in, inspiration to the sport and stuff like that. And then um, it wasn't eight hours, it was like eight hours after that and he'd passed away and all of the responses that were in like his comment section were no longer about Rod Marsh. They were all about him, mm. you know. Uh, of that tweet and it's just like holy crap everybody was just yeah two cricketing legends in one day yeah it was absolutely crazy yeah yeah and that's just just really sad so just like i'm not a cricket person whatsoever but i think it's just just you know to all these friends and family and fans that just just really you know shocking anyone that passes away at an age like that it's just just awful See, I, I, I don't mind bad sports, so like I, I like playing cricket, but I've never been one to sit down and watch cricket. 
that being said, when are, we were kids, are you thinking, his name, are you thinking beach cricket or like actual cricket when you're no, 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 any cricket, oval? man. Okay, any cricket. I, I don't uh, mind cricket. You've got a bit of cricket in you, mate. Oh, dude, I, I played baseball for years. You know this. Like, mm. I can get behind bat sports. I'm okay with bat sports. <laughs> okay, yep. Um, but uh, you just don't like doing like, the running. You just like smashing balls. Well, no, there's a bit of fun in all of it. Leave me alone. All right. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I stopped baseball because they got a pretty, it, well, what, what to me was a pretty traumatizing bit of injury. And uh, my stepfather told me to suck it up. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't a great experience that, but anyway, um, uh, when, when we were younger, like he was, his, his name was household, like, you know, you could you'd hear about him all the time on the news or some something like that, or it always have like, oh look, he's broken a record or what have you, and it was sort of like, it, it, I think like a lot him along with like Adam Gilchrist were just household names for the Australian cricket team. Everybody just knew who they were, mm. um, and like as kids, that was that was pretty much the same notion. It's like even if you, even if you weren't into cricket, or you were following like professional cricket you knew who they were just by name alone um so uh looking at it from the perspective of him only being 52 is uh quite crazy to me like it, it, it's it's crazy that uh he passed away in the condition he did he was on holiday at the time um and uh yeah a, a lot of tribute has been sort of laid forth for him at uh, at the mcg mm. Um, they're naming a wing after him, the SK Warn uh, wing of the grounds. Um, they've got the statue out front where people have left tributes of flowers and of cans of VB and <laughs> cigarettes and meat pies, uh, just like very Australian stuff. So it is, it is uh, pretty heartwarming to see in a lot of ways. And, okay. uh, I can just imagine like there's just this mound of VB pies and cigarettes. You're like, yeah, okay. No wonder he died of a heart attack. <laughs> if, if this is what it, this is his like signature uh, things he he enjoys. But he's an Aussie cricketer. I guess you got to enjoy meat pies and a VB. Oh look, every, everybody everybody knew him as a larrikin, and like that was that was like the term that's been described of him ever since his passing as like the great larrikin, uh, the great Australian larrikin. He was one of them, um, and uh, yeah, I guess it, it's it's. Very, uh, very shocking news. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely sucks. So, just a yeah, shout out to the legendary Shane Warne and rest in peace, and wish the best for your family and friends. Yeah, yeah. So, Bryce, there's been just a big announcement with Pokemon Day. I guess uh, it was last week at this point, but mm-hmm. just really, really, uh, quite exciting. I guess before we like get into we'll do the. We'll do the other stuff at the end, but let's jump into Pokemon straight away. I reckon because I guess that's what we really want to talk about at the at the start of this show. But um, also just to plug, yeah, I'm itching, boys. Uh, just to plug something else, Bryce and I recorded our review discussion of Pokemon Legends Arceus that can be found later this week. Be releasing Arceus. on yes, Arceus. Uh, you <laughs> you will be able to find it uh, Thursday on the House of Mario Encore and this feed as well. It'll be on both. So definitely go and check that out. We had a nice hour, hour and like ten minute discussion about the mm-hmm. game. Broke it down at the fifteen minute. We got into spoilers, talking about 
everything. Bryce, did you know that uh, in Legends Arceus there's actually a, a little boy that turns into a, a blimp and that blimp explodes and uh, uh, turns into fireworks and the fireworks land on a little girl and that little girl um, becomes a fairy and saves the world. That's, that's, that's basically the premise of the story, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. spot on 100% accuracy. Yep. You'll never guess that I made that up on, on the spot. But yes, no, uh, check out never. that Check out that episode a bit later. But let's talk about the brand new Pokemon game coming out. So we've got one coming up straight away, which, is, uh, mm. which isn't, isn't really surprising. I was sort of gearing up for another generation of Pokemon. I guess when you're just looking at it being like one just come out. But as far as like new generations go, it's been three years since the last generation back in 2019. So we were expecting sort of a new game to come out to reinvigorate all the merchandise, the Pokemon card game, all of that stuff that revolves around the brand new Pokemon coming out. Whether you like it or not, it's just sort of how their machine and their cog works there at the Pokemon company and Game Freak. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Pokemon Violet and oh, Scarlet and Violet, Generation 9 coming out. What's your sort of top thoughts after seeing the trailer? Um, <laughs> listen, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of got caught out for this a little bit in uh, the Discord, so my my opinion uh, may be sort of uh, sitting on the fence here. And look, uh, I know that uh, I've said that I'll prim- I'll primarily be looking to be more positive about games. Ross, just just tell us how you feel, mate. You don't have to you don't have to sugarcoat anything. Just just, just listen. Good. Uh, good, uh, I'm going to sugarcoat a little bit, and I I, I primarily <laughs> stand by that. I You're primarily like- <laughs> stand by that, and I think they look good. Listen, I think they look good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think they look good. However, uh, I feel like it's probably a little bit too. I I personally think it's probably a little bit too early, reeling off of Legends Arceus, Arceus, whatever we want to call it. Um. I think they look awesome, but I feel like a lot of the lessons that have been learned from Legends Arceus with its critical acclaim and like the steps it's taken forward and stuff like that, I feel like them. I, I feel like there's not enough time between now and then to implement that stuff, or whether um, they've done it in the process of it, or and they're going to try and take time perfecting it based on the feedback that they've gotten. Um, I'm just a little worried that it won't it won't sort of hold water in that regard. Um, that being said, uh, if it does and it looks as good as it does, uh, then I'll be, I'll be pretty excited. Um, a lot of people were like, uh, Oh, it's, it's not going to be an open world because like a lot of people made that base assumption based on the trailer. But, uh, the tagline for this game, based on its YouTube description and stuff like that, is that is it says, welcome to the open world of Pokemon. So that is a very ambitious thing to say. Oh, yeah. Like on, on the website, they, they put open world in there just like, look, we're, we're pushing it that this is open world. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the site reads, uh, the, the Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet games, the newest chapters in the Pokemon series are coming to Nintendo Switch later this year. Uh, with these new titles, the Pokemon series takes an evolutionary step, allowing, allowing you to explore freely in a richly expressed open world. Various towns blend se- seamlessly uh, into the wilderness with no borders. You'll be able to see the Pokemon of this region in the skies, in the seas, in the forest, uh, on the streets, all over, you'll be able to experience the true joy of the Pokemon series, battling against wild Pokemon in order to catch them 
uh, catch them. I, was, I wanted to say all, but <laughs> uh, now in an open world game, uh, players of all any age can enjoy. So, yeah, so brand new open world, which is exciting because going into Arceus, we're like, oh, cool, open world Pokemon game. They came out and be like, no, 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 it's not. It's just sort of segmented worlds, which is cool, which is cool. It worked well for that game, going back and forth between areas and sort of it didn't it sort of had that monster hunter feel where you get the items you need put them in your inventory and go out you run out of items and you're like all right so i'm gonna go back and cash in my points and stuff it had a nice sort of flow to it but feels Mm -hmm. like this game might have a bit of a different feel where you're not necessarily going out to level up your like your pokedex and stuff it is very much what the mainline series are all about is just exploring collecting badges collecting pokemon all of that which i'm excited to get into and hopefully it is um the next step but like like you said though it's like legends arceus a massive step for the pokemon franchise (laughs) this year it's like oh another massive step oh my god how many steps you taking a year we're taking the elevator or what what's going on yeah like it's it's nuts like legends arceus i i very much expect that game was meant to be a 2021 game meant to come out in november last year uh got pushed a couple of months into this year and but I guess with the next generation game, you know, this could have very much started development at the same time as Arceus. So it has that that bit longer development time. And also it's a bit more important just with a lot more new Pokemon and areas and that to um, get out before the anime and that comes out. Which, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I was thinking about the other day. I really feel like they can just be like, all right, the anime is coming out with the new Pokemon. They've got a new card game expansion, but the game will take a couple of more months. Like, you know, that isn't a big deal to me, but maybe they want the reveal of the actual Pokemon in the game. I'm not quite sure. I assume they do, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they try to follow. Yeah. I wouldn't be that against them being like, Hey, like, yeah, we'll introduce the Pokemon in the anime or something and you can get the games a couple of months later. But anyway, I think, I think these games look good so far. I, I won't sort of judge the, like the visuals or anything because the last couple of games did improve a lot since they first got released. Well, yeah. first got revealed until they got released. Um, mm. So I think they look nice. They look like Legends Arceus kind of a little bit improved, a little bit different. Just uh, the character models are um, pretty different as well. Just like a different art style. Um, people are already getting touchy about that on Twitter. <laughs> so yeah. that's a conversation I didn't want to get into. Someone, someone just uh, tweeted pretty much been like, Hey, I really actually prefer the, the, the character models in uh, Sword and Shield. And then that got retweeted, being like, oh, where were you four years ago when all the Dexit stuff was going on? It's like, guys, no one was complaining about the character models. They look fine. They look good even. So I think they were just talking about how, like, the proportions of their eyes look less anime. I think they just preferred the more cartoony um, aspect ratio of their face. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. It is hard, though, because, like, we'll talk about this. Like, oh, you know... That that looks not quite how I'd want it, whatever. But if it's like, oh, your buddy Winch and Pokemon fan base, it's like you can't really say anything. It's a weird position to be in. And like when you're doing a podcast where like, you know, we do cr- uh, critique these games, whether it is Pokemon or something from a third party. So, yeah. 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 So you're 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 a little bit standoffish, being like, oh, Jesus Christ, how are you getting out, getting it out this quick? Yeah, I'm like again. It, it's nothing towards uh, towards the game specifically. Like, I haven't really vibed with the starters, like a lot of people seem to have, and I mm. mean that's just personal, and that that's fine, right? Like, a starter doesn't really define everything about Pokemon. It's just personally, I don't really vibe with them. 
I'll probably find myself liking liking them later on when uh, there's a bit more depth to them than just a, an image. Uh, yep. But I think I think my main primary concern at the moment is that what you said earlier, I think is pretty much exactly what I'm thinking. I think what you said in that statement was 100% what I'm thinking, is they're trying to make too many leaps and bounds at once. When you say, like, we, because we assumed Legends Arceus was going to be some sort of, like, open world with maybe a little bit of a boundary, but, like, more or less interconnected experience, right? And then they, they had to clarify that. They're like, oh, no, 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 this is not that. And then it turned out to be more like Monster Hunter. And that's not a bad thing. That's fine. And yeah. I think, like... Worked out well. It's, yeah, yeah it, it serviced well. It serviced great. But to start saying, like, this is an open world with no boundaries, and given that they couldn't do that with Arceus in its state that it's currently in, which can feel a little bit empty at times... I'm a little bit questionable. Like I'm questioning a little bit sort of like where they lie in that regard. Yeah. Now, um, the thing is, is like they could have had more help with this, right? It's not uncommon to think that maybe like they maybe made, they shook hands with like Monolith, for example, which is the go-to company to go to when it comes to open world experiences for Nintendo, because look at what they did for Breath of the Wild and you know, X and yeah, their own series. Yeah. It's just, just yeah. from just uh, really great standouts of what like their hardware at the time can do. And like game freak are in the same building and maybe they maybe a big reason why they wanted to be close to these other Nintendo teams was for this game. And you can yeah. see, you can see why I am a little bit concerned about how like the towns and that work within this game. Cause open world games, they seem to work okay on switch breath of the wild was, is, is obviously the standout title. We all, point towards and say hey this is what the switch can, can do um but that game was very much set in a like <laughs> like a barren world story-wise because of its limitations being on wii u and switch um so yeah. when, i couldn't imagine like a modern zelda game with like heaps of villages and like robust towns and that um going on so i wonder what it'd be like just walking into a town in this uh well, it's hard to judge because we haven't really seen anything apart from that one uh, sort of glimpse of people walking around a town. I think I think Breath of the Wild Two is going to be like a huge telltale, yeah, uh, for like how far they can go with the Switch. Um, simply because like I think like this is going to be sort of in a more of a position where more townships in Hyrule are being formed back. Uh, and sort of where that's where that civilization is sort of coming back, and then like more travesty, travesty happens. Uh, but with a Pokemon game, I think they can sort of get away with it a little bit better because I don't think the areas need to be as big. If that makes sense, mm. like I don't think it's going to be like Legends Arceus where. You know, if you see a cliff face, you can climb that cliff face, but you're going to hit an invisible wall, right? Um, I think that it's still going to be sort of relatively confined paths. Um, but uh, they still feel a little bit open in their own area. And then between each town, that's sort of a thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it still has routes and stuff, but they're just a bit wider and you can sort of yeah. go through them multiple yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's, that's sort of like what they're aiming for. 
Um, and I don't think it's going to be quite like Legends Arceus where it's big open areas um, where you can just traverse any any single way you so please. Yep. Um, but I think my primary concern uh, probably lies in like one, if this is like a traditional Pokemon game and they're going to have like eight gyms and stuff like that, that means they need at least... Uh, at least eight towns plus the Pokemon league Mm. and wherever they decide to put that. Right. Um, now I'm starting to think that maybe we, that won't be the case. (laughs) I'm starting to think that won't be the case. I'm starting to think it's probably going to be less. And that, that big, that big, big, big cathedral in the middle of the main city has probably got something to do with it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> you can, mm. it just has less it just has uh, less badges so everyone's coming from far and wide being like oh this uh, Pokemon League's way easier you only need six badges maybe that's mm-hmm, the draw yeah. of the region it's just uh, easy <laughs> uh, I, th- I think it's probably more that like there's going to be like four towns surrounding the big town that you'll go and do arbitrary objectives uh, to progress the story or what have you um, and then there's going to be like flaws to that cathedral or whatever where you're facing off against um different parts which act as different gym rooms i guess if that sort of makes sense yeah uh because it seems like a very central point like it doesn't it doesn't just feel like oh look here's a big building right It, it feels like there's more to it and then you look at like the town square in that particular town that they did a view shot of, and they've got like a very big importance on like that big mosaic of Pokemon types in the middle of the town and sort of stuff like that. It feels more like a central point, like a battle tower. Yeah, it could. Does that make sense? Yeah. And like with each area in this 3d environment now, they've got to put a lot more work into actually making it. So they might want to keep you coming back to the one area instead of making multiple Mm. areas where it's just like, you know, you just pass through them and, you don't really think about it much again. So you can you can see that. I, I do hope it is like a very much an open world game where you are exploring lots of areas and it encourages you to go to like every edge of the map, to, whether it's to get Pokemon or like s- search out the badges, which would be cool. So yeah, absolutely. Really, really looking forward to it. Um, yeah. All good. Um, so you mentioned that you don't like the starters, Bryce. I, I absolutely love the starter Pokemon, but at first I've got to admit, like the the grass the grass starter, uh, Sprigatito. Um, at first, it just looks like a fake like a fake mon. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> and, and so you start getting used to it a bit. It, it's it's grown on me now. I like it fine. It's my least favorite mm-hmm. out of the other two. Uh, but uh, was it what's its name? Uh, for uh, Coco. Um, I, I I absolutely loved this thing at the start. But Quaxley has like it's it's right up there too. I don't know what I'm going to choose out of the uh, the water or the or the fire type. And I was thinking, look, I've got it. I feel like I've got to choose the water type. I haven't liked, I haven't liked like the last two water types, the last couple of generations. So I'm quite. We'll see what we'll see what Quaxley turns into. He probably just turns into a, don't know, a duck on all. I don't know. I have liked the last two water types. Yeah, I know. I was I was thinking that as well. Like, you know, I think you literally picked the last couple of water types. Popped your yeah. popped your when um sw- uh, swabble, but yeah, I I I don't like them. <laughs> we just got we got different tastes when it comes to Pokemon, and that's okay, I, Bryce. I can't, I we can still be like, friends. I can't, believe, 
I can't believe friends. you don't like James Bond Lizard. How do you not like James Bond Lizard? Look, the, the idea is awesome. I don't like how they did it, though. It just does, Why? Does, I don't know. It just does nothing he has, for me. He has finger guns. I know, but it's just... And it's G-Max for me. As a, he uses his, ta- his tail to sit on a tower like a sniper. Look, everything you're saying is awesome, but I na- I looking at it does Gex. nothing for me. <laughs> I named him Gex. And I named him Gex because that's what that's what he reminded me of, like Secret Agent Lizard. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, Primar. I, I remember, I remember the uh, argument for Primar uh, Primarina back in the back in the day with Sun and Moon. You were like, oh, it's too feminine. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like. I don't particularly want one on my in my Pokemon PC. You know, just- you, you don't you don't you don't want the feminine Pokemon, but you want the big, muscly, clearly non-feminine cat. I look. I'm not a big Incineroar fan either, to be honest with you. Decidue um, <laughs> Y makes up for the other two in my eyes, as far as Gen Six goes. But yeah, the last couple of gener- generations, I've picked the Grass type. So now the Grass type is probably my least favorite. Just looking at these these um, initial forms, anyway. But who, Actually, who- hang on. Okay, okay, okay. Let, let, let's let's sort of let's sort of do like a mini side thing here, then. Okay. From gen from gen one to gen nine, what starter? All right, um, I would pick Charmander. Yep, <laughs> basic bitch here. <laughs> uh, Charmander or gener- generation two is really hard for me. <sighs> Chikorita, Chikorita has been my my girl my whole life, but it's, it's honestly yep. the other two have risen up to like it's equal. Depends on depends on what day. Uh, generation three, very hard one. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna say, gonna say Trico or Mudkip. I picked Mudkip was my very first starter. That, that's honestly like picking my kids. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Mudkip. Um, uh, generation four, I'll go with. It's uh, oh, hard too. Piplup or Turtwig. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Piplup these days. I always went Turtwig, but it's Piplup now. Don't know why it just changed. Uh, generation five is really easy for me. It's Oshawott. Um, generation six is uh, Rowlet. Generation seven, wrong wrong generation. Yeah, yeah. Generation just, six. Just realised that. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, I said I said Rowlet for Gen six, didn't I? No, Gen, Gen, oh, Gen 6 is X and Y, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gen, Gen 6, um, they're, they're like the most forgettable starters. Trying to remember who, who I picked. Froakie, Fennekin, Chessman. Yeah. I mean, Froakie. I, I picked Fennekin to start off with, but you can't go past Greninja. <laughs> you just can't go past it. <laughs> generation 7's Rowlet and Generation 8 is Grookey because I like drums. Yeah. What about you? What about general? What about, well, hang on, what about Generation 9? What one are you going to pick? Oh, well, I just said I don't know yet. No, no, yeah, pick one. Oh, Bryce. Well, where, oh. Where, where, are you leaning, where are you leaning at the moment? Oh, Quaxley. We're going Quaxley. Okay. Quaxley. Okay. okay. And okay. at first I'm like, oh, it's a silly looking duck. But then it just grew on me so much. It just It's its name. I just like its name. Its name is good. Quaxley's like fucking, what a wicked name. <laughs> it's a great name. I, I like the name Quaxley. Yep. Like if if there's anything I like about the starters, it's definitely the, it's definitely <laughs> Quaxley's name. It's like great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. First one. Look, it's it's Charmander. I, I'm going to be pretty blunt, and I'm going to pick I'm going to pick one for each. But like, um, 
there, there are clear, clear things I'll sort of point out as well. Um, Charmander for the first one, I, I like the other two pretty much just as much, but I just feel like I've got a lot more memories with the uh, Smokey the Charizard, mm-hmm. um, which Smokey. was uh, my baby, baby for a, for a couple of generations. Um, generation two is easily Typhlosion. Um, they've done my boy dirty for years. Uh, Totodile would be a close second if I was younger again, because uh, it was always hard to pick between the two, but these days it's just Typhlosion. Uh, Generation 3. I feel like I use Blaziken a hell of a lot more. Yeah, you sound like a Blaziken man. Yeah, and plus, yeah. See, that's this is where you got me with you, because... Like, I remember one of the first emails we ever tried to set you up on Hotmail was uh, Septile something something. Oh, oh, yeah. I completely forgot about yeah, that. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I went to set it up for you, and you can't even remember what the password is for that new. Oh, no, God, I forgot I even had it. But, um, <laughs> like, um, Sceptile was my favorite Pokemon for ages. We used to play yep. po- we used to play Pokemon at lunch. We're, we were just, like, running around pretending we're Pokemon, and I'd be Sceptile doing Leaf Blade on everyone, and people are paying me out because I look stupid doing it. But... Little that do they know they're doing water gun and like making a big O with their mouth, looking like they're trying to kiss everyone on the playground. And I'm the one who looks silly trying to rub my arms against people's shoulders, doing leaf blade, eh? <laughs> this man has repressed memories about being insulted by being a scepter. Yeah, stuff you do. Um, <laughs> you know, he does listen to the show every now and then. I hope he is, huh? I love you, Jordan. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, yeah, probably a Blaziken for me there. Um, that was hard for you. I appreciate that. Mm. Yeah, look, I, 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 I kind of agree that there's a good balance there. There's a really good balance there. Um, Gen Four. See, I'm not a big. I'm not a big Infernape person because, in my opinion, he kind of ruins. Oh, Infernape! Infernape's yeah. a cool man. I like Infernape. It's good no, the thing that the thing that annoys me about Infernape is he kind of set a precedence for like firefighting continuously coming back, and I I feel like in terms of firefighting designs when it comes to generations of Pokemon, um, <laughs> it, it it's it's pretty much just Monkey Blaziken. I feel like they don't change all that much. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it doesn't. Uh, so, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it is. Yeah, when you compare it to the next next generation, which is going to have one of my clear setups. Um, anyway, I would probably go with Torterra for that one. I think mm-hmm. I, I like I like the whole um, I like the whole island turtle thing. Um, yeah, generation awesome. five, generation five. It is so hard for me to pick between Embor and Superior. It hurts, um, but uh, I think probably probably Superior. But I will say that um, Embor gets so much shit and it's not fair. <laughs> you just talk to me too much. That's why. <laughs> just no, every, no, every no, time- no, no. Do you know how many tier lists I see that people say Tepig is shit? Oh, my God, hey, dude. Hey, Tepig's fine. Just don't evolve it. <laughs> Why? Look, I'm not going to give you shit. I like this is your this is your choice. And it's I'm got gonna... one of the it's got one of the best shinies in the game too. Very nice shiny. Yep. Not going to argue. Very fucking good shiny. I'm not arguing. It's... Blue flames are an easy win on a fire type. Easy win. 
it is it is a fucking it, 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 it's a fucking great Pokemon all around. Okay, I just yep. like it. Yep. I just I just like it's like it, it it's got like a good combination design of black, yellow, and orange, orange, and it's and it's a bit of a red in there too. And uh, it's got a fucking really good shiny that sort of just pops out. It's like definitely one of the best in the game, uh-huh. games, the series, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Superior has always been very, uh, it, even though it's not a very good Pokemon in terms of how you can use it, I think uh, it's definitely one of the coolest designs um, that's ever had. I still remember when they were calling Snivy Smugleaf. I love that shit. Um, that was good. That, those were the days, weren't they, Bryce? Eh? A lot less yeah, going on. And they were calling Smugleaf. Yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, yeah, moving on because I don't want to spare the uh, Terpig propaganda too much. Shout out to that Twitter page, by the way, Terpig Propaganda. Um, oh. <laughs> great page, Terpig Propaganda. Um, and let's see, Generation 6. Generation 6 kind of breaks my heart a little bit because um, I like Chespin a lot. Nah. And I don't think I don't think I don't think Chesnor is inherently a terrible design, and I think he gets too much shit for what it is. But I also think that Chespin could have been made into something way better than what it is. Um, so realistically, the choices become uh, come down to between uh, Greninja and Delphox, of which I both like their themes. Which makes that hard. Delphox um, could have turned out a lot better. I was disappointed by Delphox when when Braxton evolves. Like Braxton's its middle evolution's really cool. Like when it just evolves, it's like oh, I'm just a bigger fairy thing. So well, it's a it's a big fox witch. I don't, I don't know what I don't know what the complaint is. It was the point. It was a, it was a polar opposite to the fighting fucking fire types we had for the previous three generations yeah, before it. Definitely, that was that was a nice change of pace. <laughs> the fighting type yeah. went to the <sighs> went to the grass type, and that's, that's why right. it, that's why it <laughs> wasn't as good. I don't know. It's that's just curse. So the fighting type curse. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm probably going to say Greninja just because I'd see more use of it. Yeah, I would say. Um, and Generation 7 is Primarina for me pretty easily. Um, Incineroar, despite not being firefighting, just went back to essentially firefighting. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, pretty much was, yeah. It's a fighter. <laughs> like, you know, and that, and that's the thing. It's like, everybody's just like, please, we don't want to bi- bipedal firefighting. So they're just like, okay, and just slap the dark type on it instead. It's like it's, it's a wrestler. It's the heel. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's like literally literally a wrestler. It's like, yeah. God damn it, dude. Um I I'm uh, I know I know Incineroar is very scary and competitive at the moment, but um yeah, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of Incineroar. Uh I like him a little bit better now that he's in Smash. I think Smash changed my opinion of him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just because he's so fun to play in Smash. Yeah, it changed my mind a bit on him as well, having him in Smash. Yeah, but I, I don't think that changes my spite towards him either. Um, anyway. You're just biased. And, uh, you hate all like the fighting fire types except for your big fat so does fucking So does fucking everybody. Well, but that's because he's the best designed one because oh, he's cool. not just a fucking... He's just, not, he's just not a thin stick of a Pokemon that doesn't look like he would be technically fucking a fighting type. It's like, he's a fucking like sumo pig with fucking big gnarly arms. He looks like he could punch a fucking wall. 
and like smash it into smithereens. You probably look could. at fucking Bla- look at look at Blaziken and look at look at Blaziken and, uh, and uh, Primate the uh, Primate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Infinite. They, they 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 have twindly little arms and the most that they've got going for them that make them recognizable as fire type. Uh, so fighting type is that uh, they take fighting looking stances, uh, but. Uh, Fucking Embor is built like a brick shit house. He looks like a fucking destroy things. Anyway, my point. <laughs> moving on. Um, shit. Uh, and Decidueye is a fucking amazing design. It's a really good design, but I fucking fuck its typing. Its typing is terrible, and I, <laughs> it made me never want to touch it. Really, and it sucks. Um, it's cool typing. It just doesn't work out in battle. No, it's fucking te- yeah, terrible in battle. Like you, you never see use for decidui, which yeah, it's kind of shitty. Um, sword and shield. Uh, da, 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 da. Jesus, what was the start? Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Um, Intellion, easy, easy. Not even a pick. Fair enough. Fair enough. If, in fact, I find it hard to even remember what the other two starters were. Shit. It hasn't been that long. You forgot him? <laughs> Grookey and Score Bunny. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. It's funny how like, the last cu- last couple was just like polar opposites, us two, as far as our little made-up creature design preferences go. Yeah. 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 I mean, isn't, isn't fucking Cinderace fire fighting? No. Just or fight. is it just pure fire? Just pure fire. It's not a fighter. Okay. It's, it's, it's a footballer, not a fighter. Right, yeah, yeah, but it's still a bipedal animal, yeah, yeah. and everybody's still sort of shitty about it. Um, yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, I, I just like I just like the whole because because it fits thematic of the region in the whole like MI six spy thing, but it also harkens back to days where I used to play fucking Gex the Gecko, which was just a meme. That's why you like it because it reminds you of Gex the Gecko. Oh my god! I named my I named my first Intellion Gex. Yeah, she yeah, fair man. enough. Fair enough, man. I, I know. I know. It's. I know. It's a very outdated game now in terms of its references and like maybe its humor and all that shit. But yeah, it was. Like, it was like what what Donkey said. You can't make you can't make Gex in fucking twenty twenty one because everybody would get offended. Um. Uh, and Gen 9 we've got Sprigatito Fuicoco Fuicoco and Quaxley this is a little like this is a little tough because like I'm not really fond of any of them Um, I think Sprigatito probably because um, I feel like that's something my daughter can get behind which means that we will probably pick that one together and play through these games together mm-hmm. just to sort of like her, her Pokemon fandom has like spruced up like a lot recently. She's watching like a lot of Pokemon content and learning a lot about Pokemon um, on her own. Like I don't even have to help her with anything in that That's regard. Cool. She's like, yeah, yeah she, she's, she's doing a lot to learn about Pokemon. And I think like she's definitely going to fall in that category of Sprigatito. So it's probably like, uh, that'll probably be what I end up with. Um, I think um, Fue Coco's design is very clever, being a little chili pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, int- I'm intrigued to see where it goes, but hopefully it just doesn't go to another bipedal thing that <laughs> completely throws that design away. It just evolves into a man. 
It's a firefighting yeah. type time, I God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and uh, Quaxley, Quaxley, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not huge on duck designs of Pokemon, mm. but so its it, name yeah. is fucking cool. It, it didn't um, capture me straight away as well because it sort of reminds me of like Ducklet from Generation yeah. Five. Then, yeah. if it evolves into into just like a water flying type, that'll be really boring. So hopefully, it actually has like an inspired design when it evolves. But it, it has grown on me now. I just like look at it and go, oh, that duck. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Quaxley. Quaxley. You're going to hear it in the anime. It's just like, good job, Quaxley. And it's like, Quaxley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we uh, audition for the voices. Like, Quaxley. 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 I hope Ash chooses like, go Quaxley. 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 <laughs> quack, quack. If he ends up with one, I dare say it'll probably be. Um, I reckon it'll probably be Fly Coco this time around. Mm, I think it will. Well, usually, like, he gets two, then, like, one of the side characters gets the other one, seems kind of recently. Tends to be the way. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we can move on from that. Yeah. I was just, I was just curious to see how your tastes were. Yeah. Uh, did I surprise you at all? Um, Generation three, maybe a little bit, because I've always known you as a septile person. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I go back and forth all the time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> your don't, first generation. Don't really know. So I just picked the my initial starter Pokemon. But I'm the same with Generation two. Like Generation two is very much the same for me. That was my like premier first generation of Pokemon, and I'm happy to pick any any one of those Pokemon. Yeah. I really am. Yeah, I am too for that one. That's a very tough one. I just went with mm-hmm. my childhood favorite Pokemon from that generation. But like these days, yeah, it's a very hard choice. Um, nope. Just just on, on with the game as well. Uh, depending on what version you pick, whether it's Scarlet or Violet, there's uh, two different, uh, I guess, school uniforms your, your character picks or has, whether it's, uh, I guess, a Scarlet or a Violet colored uniform. And people are thinking like the main story is like different schools competing against one another. And that's why you might have different uniforms in each each version. So the story might play out a little bit different depending on what version you pick. And mm-hmm. that kind of makes sense because these these characters look a lot more kitty than, say, in other games. Like these actually look like kind of like <laughs> preschoolers, <laughs> which, which I'm not a massive fan on necessarily. I hope like the car- character customization, you can just like change your hairstyle and change, oh, your, God, yeah. change your pants and just make it look like a not a literal child, but... Because for for the most most part, like you you're technically playing as an eleven year old, but you don't particularly look like one. Like you look like a teenager. Yeah. Really. Yeah. But these ones who actually look like kids. And I think that's where a lot of people were coming from when people say they don't like love the design of the protagonists, but I don't know. There's worse things going on in the world, I'm not too too worried. I think I think the thing with these with these two for me is that um they not only do they sort of look 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 in that regard, but as well, um, they make a very pertinent point about them having different uniforms. Yeah. Um, depending on which version you pick, which makes me a little bit nervous that maybe character customization probably isn't going to be as robust. Mm. Yeah, like with um, when they introduced character uh, custom customization in uh, X and Y. They took it away from us in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire because mm. they wanted to keep it true to like the original designs. 
But since then, like it's been in every single game, even like uh, the Dominant Pearl remakes, you didn't have that much customization, but you had like a lot of different outfits to choose from. So hopefully it does stay true in, in this game because I think it is it is kind of a staple now. People expect it. I expect it. So hopefully it gets in there. But like just looking at the official website, it uh, talks about introducing the main characters. And the very last sentence is, who knows what kind of story awaits you? So it is very much saying like, who knows what kind of story awaits you depending on you know what version you pick. It's very much putting a hint out there. So yeah, that's all the information we've got so far. But actually... I just I just want to know just before we get off the topic of Pokemon, with the initial trailer, how it was getting into it with the uh, guard getting around the torch, looking around. Every reaction video, um, people were saying, "Oh, Detective Pikachu! This is Detective Pikachu!" And that was me as well. Yeah, me too. But yeah, so I think this was like they were actually trying to get that reaction out of people. They knew full well, uh, big fans were expecting Detective Pikachu sometime, and. So they put more of like a detective mystery sort of uh, initial trailer going on. But when it had the Game Freak logo, I was just like, oh, this is this. Okay, cool. Like not that I didn't want Detective Pikachu, but I didn't want it to be like no update on the mainline games whatsoever. Obviously didn't get DLC for Legends Arceus. So like it's either a new game or nothing at this point. And I, I wanted a brand new game, whether it's this year or sometime next year. But when it said Game Freak, I'm like, awesome. It's, it's Generation 9. I knew it from there and then it turned out and when it popped up onto the screen, I'm like, ah, there it is. Cool. <laughs> but a lot of the reactions I was looking at, people were saying, huh, I didn't know Detective Pikachu was being made by Game Freak. I'm like, no, you silly geese. What Game Freak made Detective <laughs> Pikachu? But what, what were you thinking? Were you, you probably thought the same, you were thinking that, were you? <laughs> After I, I, was, I said I that. Was, I, was, I was 100% <laughs> thinking that. I'm like, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, this is Detective Pikachu. This is 100% Detective Pikachu. I even typed it in the chat as it was happening. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's not Detective Pikachu. And yeah, surely enough, it wasn't Detective uh-huh. Pikachu. I was like, all right then. I didn't mean to call okay. you out then. <laughs> uh, you definitely did. <laughs> Your butthole. I was, just, um, yeah, I was just like, they're not making Detective Pikachu. But who knows? Well, I mean, one day they might. They, 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 they announced a second one a long time ago. It was like yeah. a thing, right? They, so Yeah, but they did um they did confirm that Creatures is working on that, I believe. And a, a job app a job um opening come up as well for it recently. So it's, yeah, it's, sure, it's, it's, sure. In, it's in development, but Sure, but like, you know, the yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. That that was just something that sort of like, as soon as I saw it, I'm just like, has to be. That has to be it. That or it had to be like an advertisement for the second movie or some something as well. Like that was also a possibility. Um, True. Yeah. And uh, like, because we know that that's a thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, otherwise, uh, yeah, they they definitely got me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> It definitely got me. Yeah. No, it's, it, it was really fun to sort of watch everyone's reactions afterwards because, you know, we didn't really have much to play off of as far as actual content in the trailer. So just seeing everyone's reaction to it and a lot of people are happy about it. Some people are concerned and, you know, rightfully so, I guess. Um, but I guess just to just to ease any sort of worries people have, this, this is a different team at Game Freak. Like it isn't like a a nine-month turnaround by the exact same team. But like, all right, let's, uh, <laughs> let's just mash this engine and make a brand-new game out of it. You know, it's been in development for a while, and while uh, I can't see it having 
like just revolutionary just upgrades to the things that we had concerns about in Legends Arceus. Like a lot of my concerns were technical as far as Legends Arceus goes, and I don't see that being changed in this, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. It's still development time. So, yeah, just fingers crossed. <laughs> we can hope. We can hope. We can hope. So, yeah, looking mm-hmm. for, I'm, look, I'm personally looking forward to it. Uh, and Bryce is... You'll play. I'm not. I'm not. Play, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not looking forward to it, but I just yeah, yeah. have. I have. I have my concerns, and I think like because because of the way sort sort of things have been in in the last few generations, I think it's, I think it's still valid to have concerns. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be on Twitter for the next three months, being like, "Fuck this!" Oh, I'm so angry about this. You know, like I'm not about to, I'm not about to be a part of that sort of sort of crowd. But like, I feel like the concept of Arc Arceus was not as explored as maybe as it could have been with some with some DLC and sort of like additional content. And uh, I think like now that this has been revealed, like this is it for for the next few months. Like they're not they're not even gonna. The, I'm not I'm not even sure if we'll see any more short updates like they did with Daybreak with Legends Arceus. I'll just move on to um really sort of pushing this out and making sure that it's at the best quality it can be which i you know kind of hoping but at the same time i kind of kind of wish that if they chuck the buzzword open world open world out there that maybe they would give it a bit more time to bake because yeah yeah with things things being the way they have i'm worried it's going to come out a bit half baked well, we'll find out in November, I dare say. It's got an announce, a release date of late 2022, but we can expect like the 18th of November, a Friday sort of uh, in November, I would assume, unless they need extra time and, and it becomes December. But yeah, mm-hmm. expect mm-hmm. November. Yeah. All right, let's get into the rest of the news, Bryce. We'll get through this nice and quick and then we've got a, just a couple of questions to answer in Reggie's rec room because we have to go if- there to answer the questions, Bryce. We can't do it in this room. It's a bit too dingy. Yes, true. Yeah, we need a whiskey. We do need his whiskey. <laughs> we do need a whiskey. Yeah. Is that all? I fight for my friends. My body is still. All right. So first off, just nice and quick, Bryce. Uh, this is just a nice confirmation for us two and anyone else out there who's a big fan of Next Level Games. But it is confirmed Next Level Games is making Mario Strikers Battle Football or Battle League yes. Football. So, thank God for that. Take a take a big big breath. <sighs> it's okay, yeah, Ross. Yeah. Uh, Camelot big sigh is of relief, guys. Camelot is staying away <laughs> from this sports title. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. God. Big sigh of relief. And also, the um, sort of president of Next Level Games as well is stepping down after 19 years. Uh, Douglas uh, Tronsgaard, who who was the president of uh, Next Level Games, the studio behind Luigi's Mansion Three. And worked on a bunch of games, obviously the Strikers, Punch-Out, Reboot, and a bunch of stuff at Nintendo. And yeah, it's interesting because they just got bought. So what this means for, for the, I guess, the, the future of next level games, not quite sure. I guess maybe Nintendo just mm. will be handling it or who knows. Obviously, the structure is going to change a lot after the uh, acquisition if uh, Douglas feels like he can step away with all his, all his cash. <laughs> <laughs> so good for him, I guess. Hopefully the... The quality of their games stays up to par with what they've been, but I dare say they will. Otherwise, Nintendo is just throwing money out for no reason. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, 
There's also been a, a demo release for Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. Haven't played it yet. I've got it downloaded, but I'm looking forward to getting into it. This game looks really cool. The previews dropped. A bunch of websites released their previews, including Vooks.net, and it looks uh, looks like a lot of fun. There's like a lot to it. You expect just like a maybe a maybe like a platformer where you go from level to level, but in the direct, like it showed off like a hub town that you're building and heaps of collectibles, and you're upgrading your um, your abilities. Obviously, you got mouthful mode, which adds like a lot of uh, sort of context to puzzles and stuff in in the world. So I'm really looking forward to this one. This is going to be sort of a really nice, fun game to dig into, and you know, like a 3D Mario games. You know, just take your mind off, explore the levels, collect all the stuff, and I'm really looking this forward is to it. This, this is the Odyssey of Kirby. Like, there's no question. So it's not the Mario 64 you- of Kirby, like. <laughs> No, oh, look, yeah, nah. No, no, a bit too far, bro. I'm so sorry, mate. I'll, I'll, I'll shut up. All right. No, I, I'm speaking from the level of like, um, like the level of variability, right? Like Mario 64 is a very one track game. Like you've got a, a very particular move set to move around a level. There's very particular ways to move around that level. Um, but with this. It feels like there's a hell of a lot more going on, a hell of a lot more to do back in the home base and stuff like that. I, I just feel like it's that sort of a mm-hmm. yeah no, neat upgrade. I, I get where you're coming from. I, I just meant like the evolutionary step. Obviously, Mario mm. going from 2D to 3D, that was like a massive step. And I feel like, you know, Kirby, it got like a really, really nice unique games where it's on DS or Game Boy Advance and that, but it never really got that massive sort of leap to like, you know, modern games like 3D. So this is his time to shine where... A lot of like Kirby games that have come out, even uh, Star Allies on Switch, a lot of people just went, oh, cool, I might pick it up for my kids or I might play through it, but it wasn't like a title. Yeah, I I never picked it up. It's one of the only uh, first-party Nintendo games I haven't got on Switch. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I sort of just looked at it and went, I don't need that. But this is, I think Nintendo fans are actually looking at this going, hey, this is actually a Nintendo game I need to get, uh, Mm -hmm. myself included. So looking forward to it. I'm kind of thinking to myself, should I just not play the demo and just get my experience when I play the game? I'm kind of thinking that. Depends on what I feel like. But it's downloaded, ready to go. I've got Triangle Strategy to uh, dive into as well. Got that downloaded, so I might just have to play that. Um, also, we got we got some actually pretty solid rumors, well, leaks from NVIDIA about the another model of the Switch. We're not going to go into it here, but we will just say that NVIDIA leaks uh, mention NVN2, uh, NVN, um, and a, a Switch graphics API, and it's sort of hinting towards new technology and another Nintendo handheld. So if you guys want to go and check that out, I've got a link to my Nintendo news in the show notes, but we don't have to talk about it here. But these, you know, NVIDIA has had massive leaks within the last year or so. It's leaked a bunch of games, a big list, and every single one so far has become true, even some of like the more weird ones, um, like God of War and uh, a few like PlayStation games for PC were on that list, and they all become true, um, as well as like, a couple of Square Enix games. Uh, the Chrono Cross remaster, that was on that list. So there's something going on at NVIDIA. <laughs> where they're having massive uh, security problems. But that's why I look at this and I go, look, it's probably true because NVIDIA, they've been leaking like crazy recently. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I probably expect this to come out in another couple of years, I would say. And the Switch won't necessarily stop. I feel like they'll support it. But, um, you know, maybe with backwards compatibility on the, the next console, that'll be good. 
So yeah, do you have anything to say about this Nvidia leak, Bros? Yeah, the uh, Nvidia the the Nvidia databases are like the fishing trawler in RuneScape, and anybody that gets that reference will understand. I don't, but I imagine just like a fishing trawler fish spoiler fish dropping off of it. Spoilers, no, no, for, no. spoilers from. All right, there we go. Spoiler, spoiler alert! If you're ever going to play a fucking 15 year old game, um, the the fishing trawler is a mini game where you have to simultaneously fish and fix the boat at the same time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right, and uh, a, a big acquisition was made by Nintendo, but it's not nece- necessarily a sexy headline. So Nintendo has acquired. Um, SRD, which is a development team that they've been working for for years. It's even they're even located inside Nintendo's own building, but they've basically <laughs> been like second second party developers that have been working with Nintendo for for a long time, and they basically acquired them to um just to I guess tighten up their internalize of, it completely. Yeah, yeah. their system. I, I dare say, like them not being owned by Nintendo, hundred percent meant like a lot more paperwork here and there, and just sort of made it a little bit like harder as far as this, their internal stuff goes. I don't think we'll see much on our side as far as the consumer goes. Um, but it's, yeah. it's interesting because it's just, it's, it's always funny because uh, if you're a PlayStation fan, like, like, oh, look, my favorite company just bought Bungie. Oh my God, that's massive. Like, ew. But here it's just like, look, we've, we've bought next level games. We've been working for them for 20 years or working with them for 20 years. And uh, also our SRD just like, it's literally just like buying your buying your foot. <laughs> it's like okay, well, I've been using it for years, but it's officially mine. I don't know. It's just like a, it's just not a very sexy headline. But as far as big nerdy Nintendo fans go, it's just an interesting bit of trivia, I guess. Um, but yeah. So Bryce, that was uh, that was all the news. That's pretty much it. Oh wow, that's that was that was very fast. Yeah. So hmm. let's uh, let's get to some red coin recommendations. We've got some, we actually got a decent, ding, ding, ding. got a couple of decent games. I've got one that I'm really looking forward to and I've got another one which uh, I've got no idea what no idea what it's about, but I saw it in the eShop like a couple of weeks ago and I was like, hmm, I might, might look into that. It's 20 bucks today, so I don't know. Is that throwaway money? No. We'll have a read. We'll see if I'm going to get it. So first up is A Musical Story. A Musical Story is a rhythm game set against a 70s backdrop. Explore the memories of Gabrielle, a young man trying to become to terms with his situation through the connections of his muscle memory. What's Bryce doing? He's like emptying a thing of Smarties there or something. A Musical Story <laughs> is, uh, is the... De- Jesus, I'm going to turn him down for a minute. Get in the freezer. Jesus Christ. Um, a Musical Story is a debut game from the independent French developer G Cheese Studio. Uh, they are Charles oh, oh, Charles Barden and Maxi Conistan and Vaxen uh, yeah <laughs> foreign names I can't read them. Anyway. So yeah this game looks interesting. Looking from, from the, the screenshots. Just like really cool art and I just want to like know what the music's like. I need to see it in person of how the actual rhythm game works. Bryce is back. It sounded like you were emptying this like Smarties into a jar. I didn't know what you were doing, so I turned you down there for a little bit. I was emptying ice into a glass. Oh, God. Yeah, good. You're good. Hmm. Yeah, so, I, like, look, at, I can't actually tell what this game is, but it looks like it kind of looks kind of looks like Rhythm Heaven in some ways where, like, you're going through a story and there's, like, different rhythm games to sort of partake in as you're going through a narrative 
sort of adventure, which looks pretty cool. So 10% off at the moment, $20.25. Might check that out. It's on my wish list at the moment. Next game is Triangle Strategy, a big one that's been published by Nintendo, I believe. Yes, it's been published by Nintendo. I just have to check that. So it's a tactical RPG that will challenge your convections. Uh, command a group of warriors um, as the heir of House uh, Wolfort has uh, in a tangled plot where your decisions make all the difference. Key choices will uh, uh, key choices you will make will uh, bolster uh, one of three convictions unity morality or liberty which together will make up the worldview and influence how the story will unfold so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this I'm, I'm not like a big strategy game fan necessarily but I do just enjoy what Square Enix are doing with this uh, 2D 3D art style I think it's awesome I want to see it in more games especially uh, old Nintendo games especially Pokemon I'd love to see that but I just want I want to give it a go see if it captures me i really want the tactical genre to get me so hopefully this game will um sean capri and i will be doing a review on it when we get around to finishing it but bryce i know you like you're not like a massive tactical fan but i thought this might have caught your attention a little bit but no not really no nah, not really i'm not i'm not in the mood for a tactical at the moment yeah. like at all yep no fair enough fair enough but in mm -hmm. the in the future do you sell yourself um having a go well not really I haven't really looked into the info about it, so I'm not I'm not 100% sold on it or anything. So I'm, I'm kind of just like sitting on the fence of like, do I really care enough right now, or do or am I going to really care enough right in the future when there's probably like a new Fire Emblem or something coming out? Like I'm not really sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Fair enough. Fair enough. I might play for like two hours and be like, I should have just played the demo instead of buying the game. But who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, speaking of Fire Emblem, are you going to get uh, Fire, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors um, this year or going to give nah. it a miss? No. I, have, I have a backlog of, Fire, of uh, Warriors games I need to play. Mm, yeah, well, same here. <laughs> it, it, it is getting to that point where I've got a backlog of just one series to play. I'm, I'm, I'll pass. I'll pass for now. I'm good. Yeah, yeah fair enough. I'm, I'm, yeah, exact same boat. And this mm. one was just a random one I picked up. is Street Cats Race. 15 bucks on the Australian eShop. We oh, know yes. kitties love running around, but a cat racing game is the first of that sort you will see. <laughs> Play no. as a cat racer. Garfield racer. Yeah, well, that game's been pretty cheap lately. I've been looking at it. About, mm, is it worth 10 bucks? No, it's not. Uh, Play as a cat racer running through many different levels and terrains on the streets and buildings of the city with many obstacles along the way. Get the lead over other cats and unlock new tracks. Enjoy the funniest adventure you'll find today. And looking at the looking at the screenshots here, look, it looks like a looks like a waste of your money um, <laughs> for 15 bucks. I can't even tell, like, is that different angles each uh, each screenshot? So I'm not quite sure. Some are, like, just overhead. Some are a bit more to the side. Uh, the graphics look like something you might expect on... I don't know. It looks like a... just looks like uh, just bad 3D models, but... don't know. The, the description didn't sell me, but I did find the first sentence funny. Um, but a racing... But a cat racing game is the first of that sort you will see. Yeah, so I guess it will... So thank you. <laughs> thank you very much to the publisher Nerd Games for bringing that one into the world. Yes. All right, Bros. Yes. That's, uh, that's that. Let's get into Reggie's Rec Room. We haven't been in the Reggie's Rec Room in a, in a couple, of, couple of weeks, have we? 
Well, long no, time. we haven't. I don't, don't even know if we've been there this year. Mm, mm. Mm, uh, yeah, no, we haven't yet, no. Hi, Nintendo fans. Reggie here. Hello, Reggie. Thank you for your never-ending support, for giving me a mushroom kingdom full of incredible memories that I will never forget. Ever. All righty, Bryce. Uh, here we are. Got a couple of questions. We, I just asked for some questions in the Discord. Oh, what do you got there? You got some cordial or is that, is that your, your whiskey? You're not going to answer me, are you? <laughs> listen, listen, listen to the... Listen to it. Listen. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually yeah. can't... I actually can't hear the pouring. I can just hear like the glass clanging. Good, yeah. That's all you need. That's all I need. All right. Then uh, you know, bit of, bit of. Oh, oh, I can hear that one. That sounds good. Look, you're making me thirsty. I got no drink. Oh, I got a. Look, I got a warm. I got a warm bottle. Oh, a warm stubby of Kraken here. <laughs> the I... one that was there the other day. Yeah, yeah that's still there. Should I drink that? Nah, sure. nah, I've got to drink that cold. They're expensive, those uh, Kraken stubbies. I'm not going to. So go you just leave. Yeah, you leave it on the studio floor. I'm not going to crack a crack a. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, but it, it'll cool down. All right. So let's get into the first one. So this is from Eggmod on the Discord. Uh, does the knowledge of Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet coming out in November give you any reason to doubt Breath of the Wild and Bayonetta hitting their 2022 release dates? Uh, yeah. So. I was thinking about this. It, this year is a massive year. Like this is the fifth year of Nintendo Switch. Happy birthday, Switch! Oh, mm -hmm. Congratulations. Uh, nice little object for your birthday. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a massive year. And with these games coming out in November, it kind of makes you think: like, when are we going to get Breath of the Wild? Especially, I think it won't affect Bayonetta's release. Bayonetta is one of those titles Nintendo is going to slot in when their games aren't coming out. They're going to put it in maybe October or even September or something. I'm not quite sure, but I think Breath of the Wild, not sure. I don't know how Nintendo will think about it because I don't think I don't think it's going to, each game is going to affect either one, to be honest. Pokemon's got its big fan base and obviously Zelda's got its big fan base as well. And they overlap with people like us and probably a lot of us who listen to like podcasts like this. But I don't think they'll overlap enough to be like, okay, we're going to keep them away. I wouldn't want to put them in the same month though. That might be a bit a bit much for any consumer to like, all right, I'm going to play through Pokemon and it's all right, time to jump into a brand new uh, Zelda game I've been waiting five years for as well. I'm not quite sure, but I think they can both come out this year. Just depends on how soon they can get Breath of the Wild out. Is it going to be just like a, a big sort of crunch to get it out November or is it something they can get out October or September? But what are you thinking? Um, I, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to affect much. Yeah. The reason, the reason I'm sort of sitting on that fence r really is that I think that Breath of the Wild 2 was supposed to come out last year. Personally, I think that that was their original intention. Mm, I think it was too. Because we know with uh, Horizon Forbidden West from Gorilla um, in the PlayStation Studios, that game got delayed too this year. I feel like Breath of the Wild 2 was probably on a very similar timeline just with how those games come out right next to each other. So it's easy to compare them that way, I guess. But it probably was meant to come out that year as well. But 
you can see this year there's just uh, a lot of delays would have happened before the announcements of a lot of these games and they're all coming out this year. It's just a crazy year. Uh, yeah. Because I would have loved a couple of these games just to be put into <laughs> the couple of previous years because, honestly, I didn't have much coming out I was that excited for. Like two, 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 2020, I was like, oh, Pokemon DLC, Animal Crossing, and that was kind of my games on Switch <laughs> that I was like really excited for. And 2021 was a little bit better, but nothing too much. But this year, it's just like there is no sort of drought as far as content. Do you know what I think the culmination of this really is? I think the reason we have so many games this year is because we've just gone through like the COVID years, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The last two years have obviously been very restrictive on how teams can move and do things and stuff like that. But I also think that they're out of, out of the games that are current, like currently coming out this year are games that have also could have, there are games that couldn't be done without a team or the or the collaboration with a bunch of people, but there's also things that they could have worked on outside of it. And basically what I think has happened is a lot of these games have just lined up in development time because of it. Yep. And it's just, and it's just happened to pinpoint straight to this year where they're all basically just like, right, we're ready to come out. And, um, that's, that's sort of just how it's gone. If we didn't have, if we didn't have COVID, I think this would have been an entirely different scheduling. And I think that like, um, I think Splatoon, like say like Splatoon 3 probably would have still come out this year just for gap purposes mm-hmm. between, between two and three. Um, Breath of the Wild, I believe, I, I actually, okay. Splatoon, I would, I would have easily believed it would have been coming out in like March this year. Um, Breath of the Wild 2, I would have easily imagined coming out last year. Uh, what else? Pokemon is relatively on track. Um, Fire Emblem Warriors 2, I think probably could have come out to fill last year. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I don't know what how many teams they've got developing those games, but I guess Age of Calamity, that came out 2020. So it's been a couple of years. So you can see them turning those types of games around in two years. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I think there's a lot of games that just happen to have lined up, line up in um, development cycle just out of um, like their ability to either work on them at home or uh, sort of depending on how how games are particularly handled in their particular thing. Like for example, with Breath of the Wild, I don't think that's a game that they could feasibly change much without having a whole team involved at once, which is why it got pushed back. Like if if they're developing, like if they're midway developing a dungeon, right. And in the last two years, they're just like, oh shit. It's like, we got the COVID restrictions. And in that dungeon, there's like, spe- like specific physics that you have to take care of. And then there has to be like boss designs and the way that the, the temple interacts with you or you interact with the temple and stuff like that. I think there's way too much components in there that like, you couldn't make a change without having to inform another another set of the team mm. to to work around it. But like, um, for stuff like Splatoon three, like for example, right? If you've got a few people working on the hub of of the game, like uh, you know, Incopolis, basically of of Splatoon three, 
I don't think it's unreasonable for just like a few people to like bounce back and forth through Skype while they're developing different portions of the hub, whether it be like art style or interactivity and stuff like that. And sort of working on that in the spare time from home, um, that doesn't require a huge collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like, I think something like breath of the wild requires that much more of a thing. So I think they've already put a delay on it and they're probably not willing to delay it anymore. I think it probably will come out this year still. Um, and Bayonetta, I mean, it's hard to tell what Platinum Games is really doing at any given time because they always seem to have their hands in every mitt lately. I, I'm not sure what it is, but um, I think like that's delayed Bayonetta a bit just, just in and of itself. But I think it's also time for that game to come out too. So yep. mm. It's definitely time for Bayonetta. That needs to, needs to come out. I think... Um, yeah, they just need to be ready for the right time. They can't wait until November, like going up against just even Call of Duty and stuff on other consoles. But even Nintendo-wise, they can't be there with Pokemon and potentially Zelda and God knows what else is being confirmed. we still got other games that are probably going to get announced at E3 time. Not at E3 because there is no E3, but I guess I am expecting a June Direct still. So, yeah, we're gonna, yeah. it's going to be an awesome year. It's it's still it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what way you look at it there is still going to be like a set a set week where that information is just due to drop I think it's like it's tradition at this point it's something that they gear up for every year <clears throat> so I think yeah I think you're right about the same time as usual yep yep hopefully we hopefully we do get those games because I I want my wallet to suffer all right so. Another question we got from Metadox in the Discord, and we've already touched on this a little bit, but Metadox basically asks, with the brand new open world and the brand new Pokemon games coming out at the end of this year, do we expect uh, sort of a different change to the gym system to happen? You did mention that uh, you think there might be the sort of central area where you're progressing mm-hmm. up the tower, um, getting the getting the badges, and that's a that's definitely a plausible idea. I, I personally think that we probably will get the the gyms, how they exist now. Um, like that's personally what I hope, just so then we got excuses to go to like lots of places on the on the world map and all that. That's my personal hope. Otherwise, it is very much go here, come back here, and I find that kind of gameplay a little bit boring. Like we've had that in, say, Phantom Hourglass and stuff, where you're going to like the central area and progressing up there, and it just doesn't feel as big and as open as you'd want from an open-world Pokemon game, which is this is the first one. This is our first taste of it. So I would like it to feel a little bit more open than having more places to go to, but not too sure. But I mean, I think I think that's exactly why I said it earlier is why I'm cautious about them touting that word open. Mm. Like I, I, I'm starting to get a little bit concerned because like as promising as it sounds, um, a lot of these things don't really come without a price when it comes towards Pokemon, right? So it could be an open world, but that open world might only be four towns with a, a central hub town. And whether whether that sort of affects things and like the, the obvious like sort of, um, I guess, focal point being that giant church like building in the center of town, like that's huge, huge building. Maybe it's yeah. just someone's big house. Oh yeah, it's the Pope's. Mm. I could see it being like the Battle Tower or something. I'm not 
it's like um like the prism tower and x and y and stuff they get like a the big uh, buildings that are like uh, very iconic to that country and make it into something. Make it into a gym, yeah. But I just, yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot of faith in the world, in the words open world. I feel like there's, there's, all, there's going to be a catch 22 with that. Yeah. If Breath of the Wild didn't pull it off and like have way, way more going on than what it does, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just unless they've got monolith soft helping them, helping them, like it, that. That's where it really comes down to. I feel like they need monolith soft on this if they're going to make something like that work. Yeah, and monolith they aren't they aren't busy. They've only got their big RPG coming out in September as well, so they've got yeah. Tom, they've got Tom spare. <laughs> mm. uh, they probably do actually. Probably just twiddling their thumbs, but like game freak. They're, ma- they're, ma- they're masters of the craft. They're probably not. They're probably not even sweating. Nah, <laughs> not even sweating. Easy, isn't it? Easy making an open world RPG. Mm. Mm, easy as piss. Uh, I think that's so actually. Easy. I think that's actually all all the questions. We actually didn't have that many questions, but everyone just decided to talk in the the topic requests. <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's 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 have a look at it anyway, sure. Um, let's see. Also, a plug for uh, the House of Mario Discord. There's a link in the show notes if you'd like to join us as well. Talk about some things and some stuff. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Metadox, uh, Metadox ended up replying to the first question from Zach saying, I personally think that Breath of the Wild could be October or December game like Mario Odyssey or X- XC2 was. And um, yeah, I think that's plausible. I think I'm kind of thinking October probably personally. That way it's on the shelves before, like well before Christmas. So people have, have it on their wish lists and, you know, they can sort of uh, spend money on it at that point in time. Whereas, like, you know, you get a lot of parents. If, it go, if it's like Breath of the Wild 2 is out December 12th, and then, like, a lot of kids are like, oh, yes, put that on my Christmas list. And then parents walk in on, like, December 5th, like, doing all their Christmas shopping early. They're like, uh, I would like Breath of the Wild 2. They're like, that does not come out for, like, another week and a half. <laughs> you know? like Yeah. Can, think, can, uh, can we see them putting it out in December? Is that... Is that too late for them? Do they want a major title out that late? I know they've done Super Smash Brothers on Wii U uh, in December. Like they're not afraid of it for massive games. I think. Um, mm-hmm. I think did Ultimate come out in December as well? I think it might have. Um, like they just, you know, they do give sort of a bit more time to these massive titles if they do need it. So potentially, yeah. And uh, like honestly, I don't feel like a game needs to come out in December. Like, if you want it out before Christmas, people are still doing Christmas shopping. And if a kid, if a kid wants it or whoever wants it, they'll it'll get bought. Like mm-hmm, in December, mm-hmm. still, I don't know why November is such the big time. I guess it's because of Black Friday in the states, isn't it? That's the main yeah, that's thing. right. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think October's prime. To yeah. be honest, like I think pro- October is prime time for Zelda. Um, we've got another comment here from Jamie that's. Uh, his thoughts on when games are coming, including ones with known dates. So March, Kirby in the Fo- uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. April, Nintendo Switch Sports. May, nothing. Uh, June, Mario Strikers Battle League Football. July, Mario Plus Rabbit Sparts of Hope. Uh, August, Splatoon 3. September, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. October, the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. November, Pokemon SV. And uh, December Bayonetta three, and I think that's probably where my is my mind is also sort of sitting personally. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty logical sort of way to look at it. I feel. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, again, you know, October just seems to be the prime time for Breath of the Wild. I wouldn't put it in December personally if I was running a company. Mm. Like it, it's just too close to Christmas. Realistically, you need you need it to sort of be on the shelf already before then. Yeah, and like if it does come out October, realistically, we're looking at like a big reveal for the game, the name, and everything sort of to do with like the new mechanics and that at June at their presentation. They'll hopefully still do. So it's going to be a pretty quick turnaround between like knowing a lot more about the game and getting in our hands, which is exciting. It kind of takes us back to what Bethesda did with Fallout 4 where, you know, you got the announcement when it comes out a few months later, which is like, yeah. which is nice because just like being on the merry-go-round for all these game releases, you know, it gets a little bit much when you're an obsessive gamer. It's been like, oh, I can't wait for this. Like <laughs> us in the Pokemon community just being like, oh, Legends Arceus, wait for that for you like literally a year. That was fun. <laughs> Get the announcement for another game. Oh, back on the merry-go-round. <laughs> Fucking the Pokemon merry-go-round is, is vicious, man. <laughs> um, uh, Meta says uh, he thinks Splatoon, might be, uh, Splatoon 3 might be earlier than August, just a gut feeling. And uh, Jamie comments, I just don't want Splatoon 3 to do what Mario Striker, uh, to do, to Mario Strikers, what Splatoon 2 did to arms. Um, yeah, just kill it. <laughs> and I, I, I understand that concern, but listen, if, if you're gonna, if I don't want to, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to make Splatoon fans upset, but I think Splatoon is a fine game and Ooh. it's already a more recent game. Ooh. So if you're going to give me the choice of picking between the two, if they're at the same time, I'm probably picking Strikers. Um, I will I will obviously buy both, but if I have to buy one and like get one later, it'll probably be Strikers first. Yeah, look, I think um, I think Splatoon's established enough. They've got their fans. They've got their support. That series is going to stick around. We've got to put our mm. money where our bloody mouth is, Bryce. We've been yakking on about Strikers for years. Got Good, goodness gracious, if we do not support this with our own cash and uh, we pick a Splatoon or another game instead, we're, we're a bunch of, just a bunch of deadbeat bloody liars. So, yeah, we'll have to pick strikers regardless of what's coming out at the same time, even if, uh, I don't know, Jesus Christ himself just like holds himself <laughs> upon the earth. I'm like, oh, well, we're still playing strikers, mate. Sorry about that. We're not going to, uh, <laughs> no resurrections going on here. <laughs> and then there, there was another question you missed here with the addition of mission mission rewards for platinum points will they finally update the missions for my nintendo oh yes this is something we just didn't, didn't actually touch it's actually a no. kind of a neat little thing they did for the um, nintendo online membership basically yeah. um you're able to redeem uh platinum points for multiple missions and they're pretty simple it's just like play a particular game in that month and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's pretty straightforward stuff, but you're able to redeem avatars and frames and backgrounds and you can mix them all together for your uh, Switch icon instead of just a generic one that you get a choice out of on the actual system level. It's pretty neat. At the moment, it's just Mario Odyssey and uh, Animal Crossing characters that have their birthday in March. And (laughs) I looked it up. I'm like, my favorite Animal Crossing villager is Philbert. And Philbert... His birthday is in June, so Drury will be waiting for June to get Philbert on his icon, that's for sure. And uh, <laughs> look, I think it's very fitting. I fell in love with Philbert and Wild World, and it just happens we share the same birthday month. Like, this little squirrel just keeps getting better and better in my eyes. What a nice young man. I cannot wait to make him my icon. 
his dead eyes will be representative of me every time I go online. So I just I can't wait for that. But at the moment, there's nothing that gets me too excited to swap my icon. It's just like I noticed on my friends list, everyone's got like the Mario Odyssey Mario with like just like some weird frame. I'm like, I don't like the look of that. <laughs> I like the idea. I like the concept. But everyone, everyone's got the exact same thing now, and I don't particularly doesn't jive with me that much. But let me guess. After I settle that. Like I've done throughout the whole show, you're like, oh, I've got Mario Odyssey Mario as my thing, and I've got a nice little ring around it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I've got to wait for you to talk first before I actually jump in. Yeah, you're you're a dickhead. <laughs> I'm like, oh, bro. So, what else can I offend you with? Um, I, I, I was I was just doing it as a test and couldn't be bothered changing it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, I wanted to see how they look and um, yeah they look alright <laughs> looks fine um, if I had my switch I'll go, I'll go and check your profile I'll, I'll judge your icon and I'll judge it very harshly no fuck off one's just been like Breath of the Wild Link for the whole time I'm like yeah I don't know what else I want to change it to mm-hmm. um, in, in regards to the actual question though uh, will they update the missions for my Nintendo? You know what? Probably not. <laughs> they will. They will just continue to have the ones on the uh, NSO app, uh, the weeklies and the dailies, and they will just expect you to do them for your points. Mm-hmm. And uh, they won't give you any more extra opportunities to get more. Yeah, I okay. can uh, pretty much guarantee it. <laughs> Look, it's cool they're giving out more features and more incentive to be a part of the membership, but it just goes to show what we said a couple of weeks ago was like this this service has no direction, no idea what what it is. And it just shows like every now and again they're like, hey, there's this kind of weirdly baked in <laughs> feature. It was like, why is this coming now and how it is? It's just like really strange. Like, why is there only Mario Odyssey characters? Why don't they have like a bunch more franchises rotating around each each month. Like mm. I don't know, I, just, I don't know. It, it's cool, it's cool. But when I, when I heard missions, I'm like, oh, is this an achievement system? Like, there's there's so many things where I'll just really wish I'd bring the switch. Maybe themes would be cool too. Themes for platinum mm. points. Could you imagine that, Bryce? Personally, at the moment, I'm rocking the black theme. Really nice. Every now and again, if I'm feeling ambitious, I'll change to the white theme. But after <laughs> rotating them around a couple of times, I'm getting a bit bored after five years. I'd like a maybe a blue theme, even a pink, pink theme, so people can he walk into to- my house and just like question my sexuality based on the yeah. color of my TV. You know, there's lots Nintendo, of- Nintendo, give this man a magenta theme. Magenta. Yes. Yeah, so look, I'll take anything at this point. I'll take just a brown theme. Just make my TV look like sludge. Just... <laughs> A red theme, just like burn my eyeballs every time I turn on the TV. <laughs> burn the plasma into your TV. Yeah, exactly. Just, just really, just ruin your TV. I just uh, don't know. Anyway, it's it's a cool feature. I don't think they'll do anything to it apart from rotate pictures on it that you can add as your icon. I, th- I feel, but they'll move on to the next thing. They'll add another feature to Nintendo Switch Online that you can actually voice chat on the console wouldn't that be a interesting idea instead of making you get out your mobile phone which literally has another thousand apps to use voice chat on which you'll prefer to use i don't know <laughs> that question got me on a bit of a rant sorry bryce lovely mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and otherwise there's more talk about splatoon 
um, with the final comment uh, that I'll probably mention is that uh, Delfino Durian says my Sploon friends are theorizing July 2022 for Sploon 3 since that's when summer break starts for schools in Japan, which I could definitely see. Yeah, that's definitely a thing that could happen. Yeah, I'm expecting it for July. Um, just It seems like a good time and Splatoon 2 ca- came out July as well. So, yeah. Yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, all right. You're up. You're up. You're up. Yeah. Uh, so that brings us to the end of the show, Bryce. You're Anything on. else you'd like to say before we go? Um. Remember to brush your teeth before you go to bed. Yeah, thanks, Bryce. I actually forgot, but I will definitely brush them before going to bed. Uh, you don't want stinky breath for your partner or even your dog that wakes up and jumps onto your bed and licks your mouth. You want it to taste nice for your dog. You want those lips to be... Reminder of its um, its nuts. It's like dog biscuits, not its nuts. I, I, I call dog biscuits nuts, <laughs> but not literally its nuts. We're not talking about dog's nuts here in the House of Mario, that's for sure. Anyway, everybody, thank you very much for listening to the House of Mario episode 216. If you enjoy the show, go and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you listen to your podcasts on. We'd really appreciate it. And just a reminder that later this week on the House of... Well, Encore at the House of Mario. We will be having our Pokemon Legends Arceus review discussion, which will also be posting here on this feed. But if you like access to the other episodes as well that aren't review discussions, definitely go and check out that feed. Very much appreciate it on your podcast platform of choice or even the podcast platform you don't like. don't know. Just do what you got to do. If you're against your humanity that much, well... Can't do anything for you. Bryce might be able to. He's a, he's a good man. He cares about you. Don't you, Bryce? Listen, mate, I'm not a pastor. I can't sit there in a confession booth and listen to your sins. Mm. You are a... You're not a pastor. Mm, yeah. You're a spaghetti. Yeah. Hey, yeah, oh, yeah. I got you there. All right. With that... No, with that I'm, yeah, I'm obviously a dad now, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, everybody, thank you very much, and we'll catch you later. You just listened to The House of Mario, a South Australian Nintendo podcast. Be sure to follow the boys on Twitter, leave an Apple Podcasts review, and join the Discord server to be a part of the community. A big thank you to these legends who support the show on Patreon at the producer level. Alex Harding, Sam Hay, and DJ. If you would also like your name in the credits, head over to patreon.com slash idruby and choose the tier that works for you. Until next time. We hope your day is 120 power star rated.